Ladies and gentlemen, it is finally here. The first episode of the Madrid Mania podcast with Giovanni Gomez. Live from St. Louis, Missouri. It's August 16, 2019. We are just minutes away from the beginning of La Liga. But uh, by the time you hear this, it'll probably already be Saturday. We will be live tweeting Madrid's La Liga opener against Celta Vigo and Balaidos. And there will be post-match coverage. Uh, I'll be releasing a podcast, which will be available on SoundCloud and Patreon. Also, please check out my blog at madridmaniablog.wordpress.com. So before we get into it, I want to just describe a little bit about myself. I've been a Madridista for 10 years now, ever since Cristiano Ronaldo joined the club. I've been a fan. Pretty watched, pretty much watched every game. And, you know, the fact that I'm from, my parents are from South America helps a lot too. Um, I'm trilingual, so that also helps. Uh, before we get into it, let's just, I just want to highlight what we will be talking about in the podcast. Lots to talk about. We'll be covering first the Hamas situation, Zidane's tall task, including should he give younger players a chance and signings a chance, Bale's situation, expectations on Hazard and his injury, Courtois, we will also be talking about Neymar, and finally Vinicius Jr., so without further ado, let's get into it. Hamas, okay. In an Asfan vote, which is, As is a Madrid-based newspaper in Spain, 81% of almost 130,000 voters thought that Hamas had a place in the squad. And I'm one of those people, let me tell you. In this week, Madrid squad, he definitely has a place. Absolutely. I mean, Zidane's got to use him. Especially since the injury to Asensio has made Madrid hierarchy rethink their initial thoughts of offloading him. The market for him also happens to be terrible because Atleti wants to buy him. Atletico Madrid, also known as Los Colchoneros, the mattress makers who basically have a team of ex-Real Madrid players in Llorente, Morata, and they have also a bunch of other players that used to have Real Madrid background. And the market's not good because selling the Hamas would be selling to a direct rival, which is a big no-no and would be a hard sell to the fans. So that's probably not going to happen. And then we have another suitor, in Napoli, whose annoying president, Di Laurentiis, doesn't want to cough up the dough for around 40, Real Madrid are valuing him at around 40 million euros. So it looks like he's going to stay, barring something crazy or unless Real Madrid were able to land uh, Van de Beek, 
uh, Ajax player or another midfielder. So honestly, honestly, at this point, Real Madrid should use him. Zidane has got to use him because it'd be a waste if he didn't. I think Zidane has to make Hamas feel important again. Hamas plays well when he feels loved, when he's got support of the coach. The team loves him. I mean, he, he's got a lot of friends in, in Real Madrid, and in, especially in Marcelo, Sergio Ramos. You know, the squad likes him. So the only problem is Zidane. Zidane doesn't really rate him that well. And if we're being honest, I mean, Hamas's left foot is magic. His passes are sexy. And he scores golazos. As Ray Hudson, a being sports commentator, says, he plays orgasmic, magisterial football. I have a soft spot for him because he's Colombian. My mom is Colombian, so there's that connection. I mean, my family in Colombia all want him to play. Everyone in Colombia wants him to play under Zidane, but they know Zidane doesn't like him, doesn't rate him, and that's why they don't like Zidane, because he doesn't play him. And also because in 2017, in the Champions League final in Cardiff, he left Hamas off the squad, and that was kind of a low blow because I think Hamas deserved to be in the squad. He didn't have to play, but he at least deserved to be in the squad. You know, he had to he had to celebrate from the bench, not even from the bench, from the stands. So I mean, that was kind of a low blow. He's a class act. I mean, the Bernabeu loves him because of the goals he used to score, of his attitude, and especially since he didn't celebrate against Madrid when he scored in the semifinals of the Champions League in the Bernabeu with Bayern Munich. So he's a class act, and I really think Zidane should give him a shot. My opinion, obviously. We'll see, we'll see how he plays. He's in the squad for the match tomorrow against Celta Vigo. We'll see. He'll probably come off the bench. Maybe he won't even play. Who knows? Up to Zizou. Speaking of Zizou, he's got a lot of work to do. I mean, if we're being honest, this Madrid squad sucks. The confidence is low. Injuries are frequent. And the fans at Madrid just don't believe in the squad. Personally, I don't think we're going to win La Liga. Champions League, definitely not. And no one cares about Copa del Rey. I mean, if we're being honest. No one cares. So Zidane has got a lot to prove this season. Because he took charge last season, the middle of last season, and he didn't do so well. Lost a lot of games. Conceded a lot of goals. Team was playing bad. So let's see what he does this season. So, you know, he needs to show his medal and especially his tactical acumen because some people say he benefited from Ancelotti's work, who was the previous manager before him. He took his first spell. And the fact that he had Ronaldo banging in the goals. You know, that always helps, having one of the best players of all time. 
and having an amazing squad back in 2017 when they won the double. So, if I'm being honest, assessing this squad, I don't think Zidane will, will last this season. He could be gone in October. He also has a certain stubbornness with the old guard, and by old guard I mean the players who won him the Champions League three times in a row, 2016 to 2018. He's got a certain stubbornness with selecting Marcelo. I mean, listen, I love Marcelo. His skills are sexy. His moves are even better. But maybe his time has come because clearly he can't defend. He just can't defend. I mean, teams target his flank because they know he can't defend. Modric and Cruz are also uh, another selection that he frequently makes. Modric has been okay, but Cruz, Toni Cruz, the German midfielder, ex-Bayern, he's starting to have a little wear and tear. You know, his, his form has gone down. He's not the same guy anymore because he's getting older. So it may be time to move on from Marcelo and ease Cruz's minutes given their form, their age, they're getting older, and the fact that they've played so many matches in the past. And that all adds up to their mileage. So something to consider for Zidane. Let's talk about Hazard. He looked fat in preseason, if I'm being honest. He looked fat. I saw a picture and he looked overweight. Hopefully he can round into shape when he gets back from his injury, which just happened today, and find his Chelsea form. He injured his thigh. Real Madrid announced that he's going to be out three or four weeks before the season even started. I mean, come on. As a Real Madrid fan, that pisses me off because we haven't even started the season and he's already out for a month. That's not a good sign. Marca, a newspaper in Madrid, before the season started, a few months before the season started, was waxing lyrical about this new physiotherapist slash fitness guy who's now Real Madrid's fitness coach, Gregory Dupont, a French guy. I mean, they were raving about the Metodo Dupont or the Dupont method. Well, clearly his method is not working because we've gotten so many injuries in the preseason. Either he's not a very good coach or our players are out of shape. And that's his job. So, not looking good. Not looking good. And the season hasn't even started yet. Continuing on Hazard. Obviously, he's not going to be Ronaldo, but he's still going to be a world-class player. People expecting him to score 40 goals a season, they're going to be disappointed because he's never done that in his career. He just hasn't. I was looking at his stats with Chelsea, and he typically averages 20, 25 assists and goals per season. Last last season, he did he did 16 and 15 in the Premier League, so pretty good numbers. But he's no Ronaldo. And now that he's injured, some other players are going to have to step up. 
Hopefully he comes back healthy and fit and doesn't look fat because if not, Real Madrid could really suffer. Now I just want to make a quick point on Courtois. Thibaut Courtois, Real Madrid's starting goalkeeper. I really don't like this guy because, first of all, he displaced Kaler, who I really like. But more importantly, a few months ago, he made comments in a newspaper that was like, oh, yeah, I think it's really clear who the number one keeper in Madrid is. Uh, excuse me, do you know who Kaylor Navas is? Clearly, Zidane favors Courtois. That's understandable. He's more. He's costs more money. He's Belgian. Kaylor's not. But Kaylor's clutch, and he came up big in the big moments. And if I recall correctly, Courtois actually came up small in the big moments last season. He gave up a lot of goals and didn't play particularly well. So my advice to Courtois is to shut your trap and stop letting in goals left and right because Kaler is knocking on the door, and let's be real here, I don't think Kaler is going to start over Courtois because of preference and because of the amount of money they paid for him, which is not a lot in this market. I think it was like something between 20 and 30 million euros, but still... Courtois is the number one keeper, unfortunately. Unfortunately, because he sucks and is arrogant. And I don't like him. So it's unlikely that he that Kaler will, will start. At least in the La Liga. Who knows in the Champions League. Now I want to talk about Neymar. Neymar Jr. This guy is more of a celebrity than a footballer, ladies and gentlemen. He's more concerned with his image, Instagram likes, and how he can generate money with advertising than he is on focusing on the game of soccer. I mean, it's very clear. He's a petulant little brat who is a bad influence on most teams. And when he was the main guy at PSG, he couldn't handle the pressure at PSG, which is not Real Madrid or Barcelona. You know, no disrespect to PSG. They're a great club. But they're not Real Madrid. He didn't play the knockout rounds in the Champions League with PSG because he was injured. He injured his foot, I think, both seasons. And he only played one year in the knockout stage when they lost to us, Real Madrid. He made some statements where he said that his most glorious moment in soccer was beating his team with Barcelona when he played for Barcelona 6-1 in the Champions League. If you guys recall... They made Barcelona made an amazing comeback in the second leg after being down 4-0 in the first leg. They won 6-1 in the second leg and beat PSG in the Champions League knockout stage. And understandably, the PSG fans were pissed because this guy was it seemed like a provocation. It seemed like he was provoking PSG and was telling them, hey, you know what, guys, I want you, I want you guys to kick me out. Because he, he does want to leave. He wants to go to Barcelona. And the PSG fans, understandably, are pissed. They even unveiled a banner saying that they wanted him gone. You know, Neymar, he's a troublemaker. He had a bust-up with the fans. He hit a fan uh, after, I think it was the French Cup final against Rennes which led to a suspension. He's got a, 
he wants to move to Barcelona, but there are rumors that Real Madrid want him. You know, my opinion is we shouldn't get him, honestly. And there are two sides to this, as I'll explain. But I think he's using Madrid as leverage, possibly to get to Barcelona. So it sucks for Madrid because we're in a terrible situation. Because on the one hand, if we don't buy him, he's going to go to Barcelona most likely, and that means Messi, Suarez, Neymar, and Griezmann. And that team's probably going to win La Liga. I mean, they're already going to win La Liga most likely. But with that team, they're going to blow away the competition, unfortunately. That's just how it's going to go. So, can Real Madrid afford to let him go to Barcelona? But on the other hand, we shouldn't buy him because he's a spoiled little brat who's more known for his appearances in social media than his performances on the pitch. So, it's a tough call for Florentino. Personally, I would let him go to Barcelona and see if he explodes. I mean, the guy's like a ticking time bomb. He's got issues. I mean, I'm sure he's a good kid at heart, but he's just, he's maybe not surrounded by the best influences. That's just my take on the Neymar situation. He's a bad egg. Now I want to talk about Bale. Zidane made some statements before Real Madrid's friendly against Bayern Munich in Houston, where he basically said, the quicker that Bale leaves, the better for Real Madrid. So at that point, I was like, well, he must be leaving pretty soon because no coach would say that for a player that is not leaving the club. Their situation was already bad for Bale, but now it was even worse. But then things totally changed. He was going to China, but according to his agent, Jonathan Bartnett, who labels Zidane a disgrace for his comments, Real Madrid were about to give the go-ahead for a Chinese club to buy bail, but then they pulled the plug on the deal. Now, I don't know if this is true. It's also his agent, so you got to take this with a grain of salt. But the whole thing is fishy, ladies and gentlemen. It smells weird. So no one knows if Bale's going to stay or if he's going to go, but it's a mess in the White House. And my opinion is if Zidane is a smart guy, he's going to use Bale, swallow his ego and use Bale because he's still a world-class player on his day when he's not injured. I think Zidane could use him once a week, not play every game, but play the, you know, the key games, maybe come off the bench. He's still got three years left on his deal. He's on huge wages, and by all accounts, he doesn't want to leave Madrid. And who can blame him with him making all that much money? The reality is that Zidane wants to kick him out, but so far he hasn't had his way. While the fans don't really like Bale, and he's been booed many times at the Bernabeu and labeled the golfer, which I think is funny by his teammates because he loves playing golf, in his spare time, which is totally fine. But Madrid fans are very picky with their players, and they don't like them doing stuff that doesn't go with the values of the club. And golf, 
is kind of seen as a hobby. So I think Bale should be given a second chance. It only makes sense to use your available resources in a time where Madrid squad is very thin. Now I want to talk about Vinicius. Now that Hazard is injured and Bale is out of favor, this is his chance to prove to Zidane he has what it takes. The time is right now. It's got to be right now, ladies and gentlemen, because if he doesn't take advantage of the situation, when is he going to do it? I know he's young, he's a good dribbler, great pace, but he can't finish. His finishing sucks. I mean, we saw that last season. He was blasting balls over the bar, left and right. He's not a finisher. That's not his game. His game is going past people with pace and his dribbling ability. But when it comes to finishing, he struggles. You know, hopefully he got better over the summer. And he improves. Let's see what he does. Let's see what he does. But Zidane doesn't really rate him. But let's see what he can do now that Hazard is out for a month. Ladies and gentlemen, that is all the content we have for today. I'd like to remind the listeners that we will be doing a post-match podcast after the Celta game at Balaidos. Check out my blog. MadridManiaBlog.wordpress.com On Sunday, I'll be posting new material on the game. If you have any questions about the game, commentary, analysis, or things you disagree with me, I'd be happy to debate you or talk to you. Tweet me at MadridMania107 and I'll happily discuss with you your concerns. This is the Madrid Mania Podcast with Giovanni Gomez signing off. Bye for now. Hasta la vista, baby.